be in the circle of the people that you feel com- the most comfortable being you. And we were talking about this with our friend last night and she was saying how in Joshua tree, um, she, this is, this was her, this was her visual of it. She's like, I felt like, you know, those, you know, those animals with no hair, like those, those furless cats. That's how I felt hmm. like no armor, mm. like bear. Mm. And she's like, and I can't think of any other place where I could have been that way. But with you, you know, but with you all, like our group of friends and people will stay in relationships, friends, platonic relationships too, that you're not energized by, you don't be, you're not fulfilled by, you know? And I was thinking like, it is powerful to be able to congregate in emotional support and spiritual support and, and and together asking the ancestors to guide us and to acknowledge the things and like that is what's important cultivating the group that makes you be able to do that personally and so you feel confident taking that out into the world Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. You guys, you know I normally start my day off singing with the Wednesdays and things, but if you're watching on YouTube right now, then you know where the fuck we are right now. And if you're an OG listener, then you absolutely know where the fuck we are right now. We had to throw it back for the good old days because... Soon Erica is departing from this house, and this is the house in which Good Moms was built. Was born, built, and nurtured, and grown, manifested here in this house. <laughs> it's bittersweet. I mean, I, I ha- we haven't recorded here in years at this point. Um, but this dining table, actually, it wasn't even this dining table. I've got it. Wasn't since, this one? No, it was a wood one. Uh, I've since upgraded, but. This room is where the magic happened. Me and Mila became best friends. (laughs) This is where I heard so many stories for the first time, where I shared so many things for the first time, where you watched our kids grow up. And if you remember the elevator music that we'd play every time they interrupted us. They were two and three when we started, and uh, they're about to be nine. That's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um, I don't think I've realized we've onward progress since we left here. And I just don't think until sitting here, how much I've realized how much shit we've done and how much, we, how far we've come and how much we've grown. And uh, so many memories in this house. This was like a lot of late nights because when Mila and I started our show, we would record like the night before a Wednesday drop. And actually, I think we started dropping on Monday at first, and then we switched to Wednesdays. That's only happened like once or twice. Um, but we would be in here while the kids were playing in the other room, while they were asleep, because they weren't even in school yet. They weren't in school yet. They were two and three. What were they just? Would we just make them lay down? Yeah. I, I, go I lay didn't. Down. Go I never, lay down. Go lay down. I guess they started TK. Just, Sorry. Go. I think they started TK um, like shortly after. You guys, yo, 
Like they were, they were two and three. They were literally babysitting themselves through these glass doors because we were doing a lot of things in here. We didn't really know what we got into. We just were like setting up a cell phone, set up some cheap Amazon mics, and we didn't know each other. And we're like, "Fuck it, let's do it." Really, because of Erica's calling to the podcast world, because I wasn't thinking about a fucking podcast, and I was just excited. I was in a transitional place in my life, and I was super excited to have a new friend and a new friend who had a baby, and that she was inviting me over and wanted to do stuff. Um, I think by the time we started the show, I was newly single, and so I was really, I really needed someone who understood where I was at. And um, I think that blind faith of like not knowing a bitch at all and just saying. Okay, let's start a podcast, aka a business. And um, I don't know, like so much has happened since then. So much, so much has happened, and so much is still the same. <laughs> this is a fact. You know, like we uh, are still we're different, but the same. Yeah. And if you just heard that airplane fly by, I'm having flashback moments of just the late nights and the airplanes flying by and the gardeners and all the Every time the gardeners the gardeners would come when we started recording, the kids would fight and we would just tell them to figure it out, even though there were two. So many veggie tacos were made. So many vegetarian tacos. Um and remember that stage we went to port. We went to like an Impossible Burger stage and also a Portobello Burger. That yeah, for like one like real thing I bought. Yeah, we had like two weeks of burgers. We had COVID, um, which I spent most of my time here, <laughs> and we were like thinking the world was going to end, but also this is all we had. Mm-hmm. You know, we were thinking the world was going to end and the, the zombie apocalypse was happening, but for some reason we said, "Fuck it, let's just." podcast until the zombies come <laughs> oh my god if you are listening i want to encourage you to go on youtube so that you can take a, a, a gander at- i don't even know if all the very 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 beginning episodes are visual but there are there's definitely a bunch of us in this um in this room on an iphone yeah with one mic Oh, yeah, that one blue mic. First, we had two Amazon mics, and then eventually we garage. Oh, Nisha bought us one nice mic until it wasn't so nice anymore, and then we had to- I still use that mic, bitch. You, you do? Yeah, to record that, ads every now and then. That cord be fucking up. <laughs> um, and then we moved to Erica's mom's office because she had an empty room, but we can only go there on certain days, and we can only smoke on certain days. <laughs> and that was the upgrade, but we were also moving furniture every day. Like couches and lock desks, and yeah, in order to record there, and th- that was like when we kind of got a team, aka David, <laughs> <laughs> and we were there for like a year and a half. Two years. Yeah, we were there for a minute. I think I think in 2020 we decided to go over there because there was not many people in the office, and then we stayed there until last year, yeah. and now we have been in our studio for one year, mm-hmm. our, the studio that we own. Yes, good, 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 good media. GoodGoodProductions.com. Um, and it is our studio, and it's the studio for, you know, our podcast family that comes through. And I don't know, but bitches have grown, bitch. Things have happened. Bitches have grown. We got a book. <laughs> and this is our old sign that was in all of our episodes. We took this fucking sign everywhere. 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 El Torito. 
we took it to the beach when we had a meetup one time. It doesn't even light up. It just, it stopped lighting up like five minutes after we bought it, but that didn't stop us from bringing it everywhere. It was our no, staple. It's our staple. Oh my God. Do you remember that time? What the fuck? I don't know what the event was, but we were doing some kind of arts and crafts in the living room, like a GMB. Was that our first live show? And it had like flowers on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were making our own props. Um, but you know what? I will say for two bitches who didn't know each other very much, and we really. Obviously, I just listened to a piece of that first episode. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing or what direction we were going on. We're like, yeah, we're single moms and yeah. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, we're moms and we're dating and stuff. (laughs) Well, you know, this is the last real episode of the year. And so it felt, it feels very full circle to be having this episode here. It's Um, also our 300th episode. 300. Hundred times we sat down and spilled our guts. Bitch. That's at least four hundred hours of. Uh, I'm. A, I told you those uh, four hundred hours. I'm a fucking licensed podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Period. On top of this being our three hundredth episode, um, we are also transitioning next year, and we've been talking about it with you guys for a while. Um, that we're going into seasons next year, um, which is crazy. Like we sat down every single week with you guys and chatted and learned so many things from so many people and it's bittersweet, like bittersweet moment moving out of this house, which I've lived in for the last nine years. And you guys have heard me talk about like just wanting to move on from this space and like feeling like I couldn't feel like I couldn't afford it and just now being in a different position where I can afford it because of sitting down here every single week and also knowing that like things have to change in that space as well. So that, you know, we talked about this when we first announced this as like this integration that I'm excited to do. I've learned so many things that I feel like I've yet to all the way be able to apply into my life because we're always like on to the next episode and the next conversation. So it's like this bittersweet moment of like, we've done this over and over and over again, and things are changing. We've grown. Our community has grown. You guys have literally grown um, individually, listening to the show in your own lives, listening to other people's shows, maybe following some of the guests that we've introduced you to on the show. And um, it's just crazy to think about. It's like, kind of emotional actually i feel like it's the evolution the natural evolution of us just being aware and it's like we have put in a lot of work and a lot of hours and just realizing like in the beginning it was about building it was about expanding it was about getting the message out and um, i think we've come to this like realization that we've done a lot (laughs) and in order to truly um in order to truly like integrate all of the information and all of the things that we've done we have to take some time for ourselves. And the only way we can do that is we stop doing this every fucking week. (laughs) It's quite literally impossible to completely think straight and be completely present when you have a full-blown production, um, self-funded production being um, produced every week. For we're independent podcasters for baby. five years, and that's the thing we are. We're independent podcasters. Um, so I'd like to like give us a pat on the back because 
we we created this. Um, we designed it. We branded it. We marketed it. We built it. We um, expanded it. It grew. And that was all because of our marketing PR efforts <laughs> and um, truly are like the fire and the desire that like something telling us to keep going. And a lot of, you know, first of all, podcasting is a very competitive space. You know, it's very difficult. There's millions of podcasts and it's very difficult to become the top 1% or pop or top 0.5%, not to mention being black, not to mention being women. This is a definitely a predominantly white male industry. And a lot of the podcasts that are successful are coming from people who are celebrities and have past, you know, influences or whatever the fuck. And a lot of those podcasts have support of networks. And, um, we don't. <laughs> and we did one year like in the beginning and it just didn't serve us. And so we've kind of like grassroots it and we've grown this organically. And I think that's the most, like, that's the most, um, the most, the thing I'm most proud of, you know, like we, a lot of times it's hard to commit to some shit. I'm not a commitment type of bitch, but this is the most consistent I've ever showed up for anything in my life. I don't think that's true. Why? I think that you are a commitment type of bitch. You've committed to a lot of things in in the span of my time knowing you. Like you what? committed to Tantra school. You committed to a relationship. You committed to podcasting. You've committed to being a good mom. You've committed. You've committed yeah. to your trades. Like you are. You are a committed type of bitch. Okay, thanks. Yeah. But this is like when I think sometimes when there's not like a – a, you're not going to go to jail if your kid doesn't make it, or um, <laughs> there's not an immediate. If there's not a, a, an immediate, um, how do you say, like a instant gratification, then sometimes it's hard to follow through, and it's been hard for me to follow through. And I guess, I guess there's things I've I've done that I haven't felt as passionate about, you know, because I did. I went to esthetician. I have a lot of trades, you guys. I'm a Jamaican. <laughs> I went to esthetician. I'm I'm a licensed esthetician. I started a business, but like, and I loved it, but I just didn't feel super fulfilled doing that, you know. And if, and yeah, motherhood. There's really not a lot of choices, even though there's a lot of there's like, choices. There's a lot of ancient parents. So yeah, there's yeah. choices. Um. But I am really just in awe of all that we've created. It feels really good to be sitting in this space, friend, where we started this. And like, even on some personal shit, like I, we and I individually together have been through some shit in this house. Mm -hmm. Literally cried and hugged and laughed and mushroomed and, and really like fell apart mm -hmm. and built each other back up and melted down again broke up with niggas and cheated on them and had a fucking fake relationship coach try and coach it. <laughs> so many things, you know, but um, like COVID was dark for, for us, but then it was light. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a car repossessed out front like the first year I knew Erica and I was like, oh my God. And I like, I, I didn't even like, I couldn't, even, I like, I, I knew you, but I was like, Ugh. you know, like certain things, you know, black people like certain things are your business and you're private but I didn't really have a choice but to react because bitch I'm right here it's just so many things I've slept in this bed so many times together <laughs> so many naked outside fucking hangouts um just so many holidays mother's days it's just been a fucking ride has and you know for those listening don't freak out we're not like disappearing We've prepared. We're prepared. You're going to see us on Patreon. You're going to get episodes still. It's just you're not going to get them on the regular platforms because they're not going to be recorded weekly like we do now. 
Um, so if you are a patron, I love you. And if you are not, I encourage you to go over there because that's really where we're going to be hanging out during the off season. That's where we're going to be having a lot more episodes, a lot more vulnerable conversations that you're not going to always hear on the regular pod. So if you've heard us talk about Patreon, this is the time. This is the time to join because after December, we're going into seasons. And then after that season is done, we're not going to be talking to you live weekly no more. For free. For free. And it's, and it's and it's a low ask. It's $10 a month for you to have access to our, our whole motherfucking lives. Our whole catalog, <laughs> our all the bonus episodes, all of the more bonus episodes that we're going to be contributing to you guys. All of our blog posts that you didn't even know we were writing over there, but I've written a lot of shit over there. I've been crying a lot on Patreon. You didn't even know it because I don't post it on the regular feed because I'm a Scorpio. Um, and it's ten dollars, and I think that you can do that, and I think that you'll be feel really enriched by it, and I feel like you'll be really happy that you did it. And I'm really excited to expand our tribe over there because we have such an amazing Discord community already. Shout out to our tribe on Discord, who you know are meeting up, who are connecting, who are sharing, who are educating, who are empowering one another who are holding space for one another, Supporting. holding space for us over there as well. When we're going through things and we need to ask the collective, yo, what the fuck do I do about this? Um, there's so much value over there. So um, I hope that you'll join us over there during our off seasons. And I'm really excited for just the next, the next news, the next second season, I guess. Is it, is it like season two? Like this never ending long ass. Season one was 300, 300 episodes. Maybe we need to break them down by year. Season one is 300 episodes. And maybe we need to season two is 16. <laughs> yeah. 11. <laughs> it's a little uneven, but I mean, and shit, if you don't come on Patreon, you got 300 motherfucking episodes to go reference. And when you're done with those, then you can come on over. But um, I don't, yeah, I think there's going to be just limited amount of access unless you are on patreon just because you know not that i have any regrets by any means but we've given a lot of ourselves um just just on the sake of like somebody will understand <laughs> and you know there's a little bit there's some scrutiny and there's some judgment which always happens but um I, w I wouldn't even go so far as to say as to the expense of our mental health because we don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I would like to say to the expense of our mental health. We're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> um, but that's not even it. Because boy, oh boy, are we some zero fucks given type of bitches. Oh, wait, I'm like slipping. Jesus. <sighs> okay. Um, but yeah, I think all things must come to a semi-end. And so we were really kindly asking, inviting you to evolve with us to the next, you know, the next stage because there are a lot of things happening. Um, we are continuing to evolve. And if you don't join Patreon, you have the opportunity to maybe catch us on a retreat in 2025 because all the 2024 ones are sold out, sold out except surprise, our first domestic retreat yes we're finally bringing a retreat to ghetto ass america that's for you felons and non-passport holders this is for you <laughs> um this retreat is for the moms 
This one is really for the moms. It is a Mother's Day creative retreat. Um, Don't worry. We won't capture you on actual Mother's Day. You will spend the weekend with us, and then we will send you back on Sunday, back to your families and your kids, rejuvenated, reactivated, and inspired creatively. Yes, this is for our creative moms. So the retreat is going to be Mother's Day weekend uh, in Atlanta, our favorite place, because we kind of popping in Atlanta. We are way more than we are the in L.A. love us in Atlanta and I love the bitches. Not so much in L.A. <laughs> um, and it's really a space for you to bring your ideas. I think as women and as 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 women and as mothers, we are the birthers of so many things. Right. Children. Um, niggas. <laughs> ideas. Nice. And I think sometimes um we, we don't give a lot of attention to our creative ideas because we're so busy nurturing everything else that we've created. So this retreat is really for the women that have that idea that they've been sitting on for a long time, that they've been scared to share with their friends or family or they feel judged. This is for the woman that's maybe already started the business but needs more help, needs more guidance, needs more support. Um, we're going to have some really amazing facilitators and experts that will be attending the retreat to support um, your creativity, including us. And of course, we're going to do some wellness witchy shit because it wouldn't be a good vibe retreat without that. Well, you can't really, you can't really be creative if you're not well. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but you get creative blocks because you're not taking care of yourself. You have to be in a, a you're, like your nervous system needs to be regulated to even start to begin to think of ideas or else you're just thinking about survival. And a lot of the times the the ideas and the creative things are the things that manifest the means to survival, but you have to be able to be clear enough to fucking sit in it to figure it out. And sometimes that requires a friend or eight friends or people on the same with like-minded ideas. You know, it's hard. Sometimes people have friends who just don't have the same mentality. They're not thinking the same. And sometimes it becomes, you become a product of your environment and of your friends. And sometimes you want more. And, it, and you know, we, we, we do a lot of shit. But it's all based in creativity. And so like you don't have to be a podcaster or aspiring podcaster to pull up. This is literally for anyone who um, does anything creatively, does any kind of creative work. Um, and that looks different for everybody in different industries. And, you know, if you're an author, even if you do want a podcast, an influencer, uh, what are some other creative jobs? Marketing. Maybe you own a like maybe you own an online store. Maybe you are um it doesn't matter, really. It's whatever it is that you are trying to create. Um, We're creating creative space. Yeah, and I think that, you know, obviously me and Mila have a set of skills and expertise, and sometimes it's really just like fleshing out the idea in a room full of people that can say, you know what, that's a fucking great idea. Or someone be like, you know what, I, I, I see the vision, but like what if you did it this way? What if you – have you thought about looking at it from this perspective? And I'm lucky because that's what I, that's the, that's the whole reason me and Mila have been able to build what we have is being able to bounce ideas off of each other and to empower all of our delusions. And sometimes you need that from strangers. Sometimes it's not going to happen from your circle. Sometimes it's not going to happen in your workplace or your family. And you need people that don't really know you. They don't have anything to lose to be, and be, and be honest. And so I'm really excited to be able to do that with a limited group of people. This is a smaller, the smallest retreat we've ever done. It's very intimate, which is going to be was going to be dope. And the house is really beautiful. 
Um, and if you're in Atlanta and you don't want to stay, you can like stay the night. You can just pull up. And it will. It will be. It's like there will be workshops, but there will also be play because, you know, these two bitches believe in play. So make sure you click the link in this episode description and put your down your deposit because this retreat will sell out. It's not like our other retreats where we have like 25 spots and multiple retreats happening. Um, one weekend, one house. One weekend, one house. I think maybe 10 spots. Yeah. And, um, and and this is the only retreat that so far is not sold out in 2024. Yeah. So I'm excited because it's just a different vibe. It's a different energy. And um, I have some ideas, too, that I need some input in. So come through and join us in Atlanta, Mother's Day weekend, which is what weekend is that? So the retreat's May 10th through the 12th. It's a quickie. It's a weekend retreat. We release you right before Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, you'll be rejuvenated. It's in Atlanta. It's centrally located. You don't need a passport. Um, It's affordable. And really, it's an investment in your creative juices that will create million-dollar ideas. Bam, baby. (sighs) Speaking of which, speaking of creative juices and just manifesting and energy, um, Mahogany Tarot sent me the cutest motherfucking deck I've ever seen. Look how so small little. and tiny this deck is. It's like, have you seen a cuter deck? I don't think so. It's a travel deck for your purse. So you can bust it out as like, I like to bust out mine as a party trick at parties. Like, oh, look what I have in my purse. It's so cute. Look. And then I pull out Bitty Tarot because I don't remember all 72. Oh, well, I promised the tribe that after our first season is over, we will be tarot queens and we won't use Biddy. And we've the way we're going to do this is we're going to divide and conquer. Seven, fit, 36 each. Mila's going to learn half. I'm going to learn half. And then we'll combine forces. Cards. But if we're not together, we're fucked. We're just going to have the call. <laughs> hey, um, are you busy? I have, I have a question. I'm at a party doing my party trick, but I don't need. I don't know this card. It's not my suit. Okay, so should we pick one? The High Priestess. Hmm. She looks balanced. The High Priestess. I don't know if you can see it because she's so tiny and petite. She's a little baby. Um, but we'll get back to that at the end of the episode. See what that energy is trying to tell us. Um, speaking of episodes and first first episode so our first episode of our show was called sex apps and kids and that's what we talked about (laughs) yeah i talked about sex we talked about our kids and we talked about dating apps (laughs) um and it's so funny because it's so funny full circle moments how they go because i'm back on apps (laughs) still have my kid (laughs) because i kept her alive somehow and sex is i don't know I don't know what sex is right now, but um, I was thinking about the title of that and like where I'm at now and like you're back. Sex apps and I'm, and kids. I'm back on sex apps and kids and how my perspective on dating apps is vastly different than it was when we started our show because I was totally um, traumatized from my relationship. And so apps were perfect because I was just looking to have casual sex. I only wanted like pretty much one night stands or just like maybe like little flings for 
four month periods at a time. You just wanted to feel pretty. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to feel. Yeah, I yeah. You want to feel tension. I mean, we both were there. That's the crazy part about this podcast, and just like every stage and evolution, every fuck up, every cycle, every long cycle. It was just like in the beginning, we were just on some let's fuck with no strings attached, you know. But it was very clear. Like we're going on dates, and we're gonna go on dates. We're gonna fuck, and we're gonna have fun, and we're gonna talk shit about, all- <laughs> and we're gonna talk about shit about every single one on the hinge. There was a whole season where we were just screenshotting Hinge accounts and sharing them. Like, <laughs> fuck that people had faces. There was no close friends then. No. We so were- we were just like, ha! We were kind of mean. Um, <laughs> we would talk about dates. Like, dates we went on that they didn't want to pay for valet. Like, we were very particular. Men with roommates, men with dogs. And then we dated a nigga with a dog. Then we dated all of those people after we talked shit about all of them. After we knew that those are not our people, we still... Dated a nigga with a dog. Dated niggas with roommates. All types of shit. All types of shit we say we're going to do. Dated people who are just not compatible in a lot of ways. We're like, his dick will work soon. <laughs> it's going to work soon. It's going to come. I, it's, I, it's not me. Um, we, do, we try to be lesbian. You try to be lesbian. Um, I already did that. We, we tried some threesomes. We had a goddess experience. We started a couple businesses. Um, but you know what I was thinking the other day? I was just thinking about time and like, even as <laughs> I think people get this interesting perception of women, free women, you know, and um, that we're just wild, that we're reckless, that we just are hoes, we want to fuck everything. And I was just coming to this like wild conclusion that. Like, I'm a free woman. I'm a sexual woman. Like, I'm a sexual being. I'm okay with leading with that. It doesn't mean I want to fuck everyone. But at this age of my life, um, a lot of times, like, if you are doing it mindfully, sex, if, if you evolve emotionally and spiritually, sex is a part of that. You know, if you're mindful about all things that encompass you. And I just realized, like, how frustrating it is. I mean, not for me. Like, I'm in a very sexed up relationship, but... Just in general, for women, I was just thinking for women like me that may not be in relationships and who I would be right now if I wasn't in a relationship. You guys, I've been in a relationship for almost two years, which is a fucking, wow. Um, Me and Orlando have known each other from three years meeting in a podcast. But like if I, I, I don't. If this wasn't for this relationship, I don't think I'd be pressed about a relationship. Maybe I would want one, but I'm not the type to like prioritize that but i was thinking about being a spiritually evolved woman a woman and also a sexual woman it's hard out here because you can be free and you can really be like i do want to fuck but you want to have at least this one good conversation i need to know that you have a little smarts and like the fucked up thing is there's not a lot of smart people and so it prevents us from being hoes anyway so people on the internet like you're a slut and it's like i wish but the niggas are too dumb you know, it's like, I don't even, like, certain people don't even need a lot, but it's like the basics. So many men are missing just basic shit, like conversation, interest. Can you be interesting? Can you have a job? <laughs> Can you not lie? No, but I think, I think it's like if they have a job, then that's, that's their claim to fame. I have a car and a job, right? A car and a job. Everything is so, I don't hit women. 
Oh, <laughs> sign me up, Jake. Like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. Like, the bar is hella low for niggas. And as a, like, women evolve faster anyway. And if you're like, the women are waking up right now. So we are, if, if you so choose, if you're like listening remotely to your intuition, if you start to choose intention and mindfulness, even being a liberated and sexual woman, it's hard out here. You can't even be liberated. You can just be lib. You can lib, lib. Just that you can just lib. It's either you're going to be lib or you're going to be rated. You're probably going to be rated. <laughs> you're going to be rated. You're going to be rated. That's be rated. for sure. <laughs> One thing's for sure is you're going to be rated. And it's so crazy. It's just because like there's so many assumptions about women and how they carry themselves and what they should do with their bodies that no one else owns but us and how we should use our pussies and if we're worthy. And like the amount of comments I got on this fucking dick sucking fucking one sentence from the book. Every day I read it and I'm like, oh my God. I don't, every day this come up. I'm like, the men? We give the people context. So I say in the, I, I, there's a chapter in the book where I talk about like being like three weeks postpartum and it was like a, a, a very like clear moment for me because I was holding my baby. I was like not knowing who the fuck I was. And my fucking baby daddy was like, basically like, can, can I give him some head? And at that moment I was like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's crazy. I just felt, I felt like at that point, the purpose of being a woman was to give yourself to other people. I was milking a child. I had just pushed her through my pussy and this nigga was asking me for head. So I just didn't feel like I existed. And so it's a very like 30 second clip. But the niggas in the comments is a, like, I'm not saying all men are like this, but it's a really clear indication. I'm just going to go right and say it. The mental illness that's running rampant amongst men and like their blatant disregard for women and for our feelings and really for our humanity. Well, that and like their, their authority or, or this faux authority they feel over our bodies and the access they feel like they should have to our bodies because we've chosen to have a baby with them or we've chosen a relationship partnership with them but they don't know what partnership means that means serve me with your mouth yeah and your pussy and if you don't i'll get a night so many people were like said, oh well just just cheat on her like everybody else i'll just this nigga was like some somebody else will do it i looked at the picture of the nigga i said nigga nobody's sucking your dick <laughs> not a single well, bit i mean that's always that's that's it's usually relative. the case but i also would i also know for sure that a lot of those people that were commenting would never in a million years say that shit to their partner's face. Would never. Like they are perpetrating on the gram and and putting on this mask for their partner of this supportive baby daddy or whatever the fuck. And at the end of the day, people just want to have opinions. I don't even know if some of these people really feel this way. No, no, no. I think they do. I think some of them do. I, but I do think that people just like to just have an opinion. Polarizing opinion. Yeah, just like to have an opinion. The scary part is I think they wholeheartedly believe it. And the scarier part is I looked at some of those profiles. Some of those niggas had kids and wives. And I that's even scarier. The scarier part is you are procreating with, with someone. And there's a bitch dumb enough. I mean, let me, let me go back because I'm the bitch dumb enough. 
That would actually be me. <laughs> Bitch is dumb enough to have kids with people who are disregarding of them as humans. And I just say this all because, yes, I was one of those people. I had a child with someone I knew for a very long time, but that was not nice to me and that was disrespectful and was completely oblivious of anything that I was saying. I think we were speaking two different languages, honestly. But the point is, it's just like, I wish it, I, I mean, obviously I had a baby when I'm 27, I'm 35 years old. And the things I know now, I, I, because I've had this experience, I would have never known then. But I just like, I hope our podcast is fun and it's free and we play and we joke and we're silly. We really are. But overall, our, our goal when we started this was A, to do whatever the fuck you want because the niggas are going to judge you anyway. Bitches are going to judge you too. But also like prioritize who the fuck you are and what you want to do for you so that some guy that you think you're in love with can't come give you 50% of your needs and then you accept it as gold when it's shit. And I think that is the message is like the value we have in ourselves. You cannot, you cannot ask someone else to value you and then abide by that. It is only up to you to appraise your existence and what your, your level of like respect and what a relationship looks like to you. Because I see a lot of bitches being with niggas just to have a warm body. And it's scary because that's how you die while you're still alive. Share a bed or a house or close proximity with a nigga or a person who doesn't really care about your evolution and doesn't care about their own evolution. And you will see yourself become sick. Yeah, well, they don't care about your feelings. They don't care about your experience. They haven't even done the research to even try to understand what that experience could possibly be, especially, like, with the act of, like, pregnancy and birth. I feel like men really miss the mark there, and they don't take the time to really educate themselves or ask any questions. They're just so and happy that their semen worked, and now it's time to go provide or whatever the fuck and even, Smoke that, a even, cigar. even that's questionable you know to really understand like what is this in transition that my partner is going to go through after this like she's literally building population <laughs> humans and it's then, an act of god like our wombs are portals for real you guys like for real <laughs> like if you're a man listening and you are with your woman you are sitting next to a goddess with a portal inside of her fucking body. Please inquire about that. Please inquire about what that feels like for her, how her body, how her emotions might change or shift as her as her body starts to create another human who possibly also might be a portal for the next generation as well. Like it's just it's just a lack of respect I think for just who women are in, in this society. And, you know, and that's not to take away from like the man's role because you're, men are obviously very important too. And it's just. We have to both respect and acknowledge our roles. There's a balance. It's the yin and the yang. And we cannot have one without the other, but it does not work if one is thinking they're support, superior or in ownership of the other. There is a level of respect and freedom that has to exist in order for us to, um, alchemize and manifest and birth healthy shit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, I know in that first episode, we were trying to figure out what the fuck or why we were starting a podcast and it was about single motherhood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and now I I'm not single, but 
the message overall because I think we weren't really we weren't we had an idea, but we were like, let's start first and figure it out later. And what we figured out is that um, Ashley figured it out that we are visual examples of giving permission to be. And maybe you need some women need like the visual or the audio expression of what zero fucks given looks like mm. when it comes to outside opinion. And even we are, you know, plagued by being human. And sometimes we question ourselves and if we're doing too much or if that came come off smart or I think that like everyone, including us, need visual examples. Of or, what, or else of you don't know exists. Looks like. like I am still like. I'm in awe of, of particular women that have unlocked things that I have yet to unlock. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't just stop here. And I think about our first episode and, like, the fact that you're single and I'm not – and you're not, you're not single and I am single. And I think about where I was as a single mom in 2018 versus where I'm at as a single mom in 2023 and where my mindset is and how vastly different I I think, but also like some of the, the core values that I've always had, I always knew that I wanted, they still exist, but what I'm willing to, how I'm willing to, I guess, A, share myself with people is, in, is completely different. Like me dating now versus me dating then is completely different. The value that I have for my body and my womb and energetic and exchange, the energetic exchange that happens is vastly different. Back then, I didn't really give a fuck. Well, because you've cultivated awareness. There was a fuck given. Like I gave some fucks, but, yeah, but I was more so ready for the. I was the so I was ready for the experience. I just wanted the experience. It wasn't even about like the love or anything. And eventually it grew into that, but I just wanted the experience because I needed to feel something because I felt so fucking numb coming into our show. And, and that's really what the journey has been is the unnumbing. You've literally watched me and Jamila like dethaw ourselves out. Like I was a numb ass bitch then and young and and I love I love that version of myself when I hear our episodes like it makes me smile like I don't feel like any sort of sadness about it I'm like wow look at this woman about to fucking transform this shit look at her about to just make all the bad make all the bad choices but ultimately rise and create a life that she could have never imagined that she'd create all because she said, I don't really care. I'm just going to say the thing. I'm not going to cradle anyone's ego except my own really. And even like the unmasking of what that is and like the questioning of my own ego and just, and that's what I'm talking about when we're talking about the integration that we need to do transitioning into doing seasons is like, yeah, like there's been a lot that has happened on this show that has really changed my perspective. And I owe it to myself to really allow myself to go. I want to go back through. I'm going to go back through our show and really listen to the to myself and to you and to our guests and give myself that time to really take in the medicine that we accidentally gave so many people, including ourselves. 
you know? There's an embodiment that has to happen. Um, sometimes we're just, it's logical, you know? It's intellectual. We're processing information, but we're not embodying it. We're not truly, t- like, when you get fed a lot of information, it's hard sometimes to actually put that into practice. And so it's necessary. But none, but nonetheless, like, there has been a shit ton of embodiment because mm-hmm. there's been so much growth. It's been embodiment beyond, I think, even our control. Oh, yeah. It's just when you sit in the energies and the frequencies of people and guests you automatically it just rubs off and you keep agreeing every week to sit down and question and talk and share it just happens it's the intention the intention that i'm going to commit to doing something that i'm interested in that i can gain it knowledge and education from and things that really ignite me you know like this whole like I'm saying this not because we're super huge fucking glowed up like we glue up and we I ain't even done all the glow up yet. No, this it's not. Like, this is like 30%. This is like 30%. And I'm, I'm proud of the 30%. Yeah. These are things that I was like, oh shit. However, it took a long time. And I don't want anyone to look at this and be like, oh, these bit, like you really got to go back and listen to all 300 of these episodes because there's a lot of mistakes happening habitually. It's <laughs> particularly for me. Um, and like that self worth, that self love, that like listening to your gut, you fuck up a lot. You know, you fuck up a lot, but even in the fucking up, I'm still choosing. I'm like, I chose, I fucked up and I chose to fuck up, but I still know what I really want is that, like that version of me. And even if I continue to fuck up, I'm never going to stop aiming for that part, you know? And I, 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 I was just, there was things I was just doing just to do it. Like I was bored. I didn't have the baby and I was trying to feel. You know, and I didn't want to feel alone and I didn't want to admit that I was feeling lonely. So instead, I just overkilled with people that didn't mean shit, not, you know, but just like weren't just didn't mean shit, just being bored mm-hmm. and on some fuck shit, numbing. And it took me a really long time to get out of that process. And you probably hear me cry about this like 400 times in the last 300 episodes. <laughs> But it's really nice to see that once you really, even the commitment to it, even though there's some bumps in the road, that there is, when you're consistent about who the fuck you are, it it shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it is, it is, <clears throat> I do want whoever's listening to really know that it it's like this shit it didn't happen fast and it's still not happening fast. <laughs> you know, like be patient with yourself and your evolution. And just as long as you show up and you, it's in the doing. And that's like been the, I think the magic of like this in particular has allowed me to realize that I just have to keep doing it. If I just keep doing it, I'm going to, to figure, do something. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Eventually. Something's going to get done. Yeah. Whether that's, I'm going to keep doing this relationship over and over and over until I finally am like, all right, this is done. I'm going to keep doing this task over and over and over until I know how to do that better than I did before. I'm going to keep doing podcasting and talking over and over and over again until I feel like I finally resolve whatever that thing is. I, I hadn't said out loud ever. Like it's in the doing and I'm just so happy that we did it and that we've continued to do it. And as women and nurturers, it's so important to, to, to acknowledge that, acknowledge all the things that you've been able to create and take a second and really dive into what that means for you and check in and 
have people around you that are going to be able to help push you forward and have the frequency that you need in order to make better choices. Because I could have just continued to make bad choices, but I, the people that held me and the people that we've interviewed over the last five years, me and Jamila, just like being together and then also going out into the world and coming back with new information, like, and sharing, those have been the things that I think have and will continue, please God, um, to, to make us feel and be successful in every, in every regard, whatever that means to you or to me. And also I think the vulnerability, the, the commitment to, um, undressing and laying down the layers in front of people. Um, not really in front of people because thankfully there's really no people, it's two people, but <laughs> like I, I the, we don't understand. I don't think we have a clear visual of how many people are listening to us say the things we say. And it wasn't always this many people. So there was a, a comfort level and a fucks, no fucks left that said, I'm going to come up, I'm going to show up honest and as I am. And I think for some people, um, a lot of women feel like you can only be certain things. And if I delve into this, I'm going to be too much and I can't take up space or I have to be really good at this or else I'm not valuable here or I have to go to college and clock into this job. Like we are so multifaceted. We have to stop worrying about how other people will perceive it because the creator made us as multifaceted and as beautiful and as whole as we are. And it's in the embodying, embracing that without the care of other people, I think where the beauty comes in Mm -hmm. because this is a very untraditional claim to fame, a very untraditional message in this time. You know, Western society has kind of like put women on the back burner and kind of put us all in this category that we have to show up a certain way, especially as mothers. And it's just important to remember you only win when you are completely comfortable with being you. Do you think your ancestors did all this shit for you to just be half of you? I feel like whenever when, when the things you hear people say when they're about to die or um, just in like whether that they're old or about to die, it's always like, I wish I just said yes more. I always wish I just didn't really give a fuck what other people thought. I really wish that I just like <coughs> did that idea and said, fuck it. You know, I, it's never like, I wish I played small. I really wish that I let Bobby tell me who the fuck I should be. He was right. Like not even, not, I know, I didn't even say that. I know. but like, it's like, it's that it's, it's always that it's the same shit every fucking time. Listen to your elders. Listen to, if you have a grandparent that is on her deathbed, go ask her some shit. For real. Because I really feel like we play so small and our, and like, there's no, there's no reason to. It's all out of fear of judgment of people that you don't leave this earth with. That will, might leave this earth before you and you've allowed them to tell you who you are. Well, that, that's why it's important to be in the circle of the people that you feel the most comfortable being you. And we were talking about this with our friend last night and she was saying how in Joshua tree, um, she, this this was her, this was her visual of it. She's like, I felt like, you know, those, you know, those animals with no hair, like those, those furless cats. That's how I felt. 
Hmm. Like no armor, Mm. like bare. Mm. And she's like, and I can't think of any other place where I could have been that way. But with you, you know, but with you all, like our group of friends and we do like we, we give ourselves this like divine, like freedom to show up in all the ways, support us through that and like also be human, you know, and it's like not a lot of people, people will stay in relationships, friends, platonic relationships too, that you're not energized by, you don't be, you're not fulfilled by, you know, and I was thinking like, it is powerful to be able to congregate in emotional support and spiritual support and, and and together asking the ancestors to guide us and to acknowledge the things. And like, that is what's important, cultivating the group that makes you be able to do that personally. And so you feel confident taking that out into the world. Right. If you have friends or parents or whatever that you are constantly around or planting seeds of doubt about who you are, you're going to be insecure when you go no, out into you, the world. You have to have people that will allow you to stretch. Right. And like and sometimes the stretching is that that's what that's the funny thing about elasticity is that sometimes it comes back. You know, you're not you might expand and be like, you know what, like, actually, I've realized that that's not for me. I'm going to come back here. And I think it's important for your, you to have friends that allow you to play in that space, to play in the stretch and decide this is where I want to be today. And actually, I changed my mind. I'm this I'm this today. And know that that is your right. And that is okay. We are malleable. And like, trust me, there's plenty of shit we said in these last 300 episodes that we probably would be like, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know why I said that. Mm-hmm. We were open relationships. We were poly. We did all types of we were ethical sluts. We but the thing is, we were willing to play and explore and to learn and be like, and to try mm-hmm. and then be like, no, that's not for me. And I did say those things that probably I shouldn't have said, but I'm not an expert and I'm a human, as are all of you. We are flawed and you're allowed to fuck up. And I never thought that my whole job would be telling people that they're allowed to fuck up because duh. But here we are. Thank God. I mean, not thank God. More people just need to wake up. Yeah. But like, you know, like the judgment, the shame, the beating up of yourself, the, you know, the questioning, um, love yourself like you love God. Right. Be gentle with yourself the way you're gentle with your child. Um, It's okay. You are not perfect. You are allowed to say the wrong thing. You are allowed to suck the wrong dick. It will happen. It is inevitable. If you're sucking dick, you're going to suck the wrong one. You know, you got to start somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> but it's in the fucking up and the fucking and the sucking and the that you start to hopefully want to suck say, the right dick. Suck the right dick. Or maybe you don't want to suck, suck dick the, at all. Suck maybe dick is not even your thing. Maybe you like pussy. You know what? You, but you should you you don't ever know until you try it. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a life metaphor. <laughs> it is. I'm using sexual <laughs> innuendos, but this is for everything. But it's true on all fronts, whether you're dick sucking or fucking choosing a job or fucking moving out of the country and saying, fuck this place. I'm changing my whole life tomorrow. Like, you got to try it. You got to try it. Nothing ever came to a dream or but a dream. Make moves. It's Mike Tyson weed. Is- oh, yeah. This is Mike Tyson weed. This is Wait, can we address the elephant in the room? <clears throat> I don't know if anyone's noticed. Uh- I don't know if anyone's noticed here, but um, Jamila and I are wearing matching outfits, but in different colors. And no, this is not our shop. This is not our, these are not our clothes. These are actually our friend's clothes. And um, you should check out Vintage Souls because it's a woman owned and her shit is really bomb. And 
it's luxury and it's bougie, but more importantly, I don't know. I'll tell you what happened. I came in here with my outfit on and she said, should I put mine on too? I came in here with my outfit on and she said, I'm going to put mine on too and proceeded to. And I said, whatever. And then we came out we're like, we asked everyone, is this weird? And then they all said, no. no. We're like, perfect. Shout out to Vintage Souls. Because we knew if they said it was weird, we still were going to wear it. So they just said, let me just not. Let me disagree. Because they're going to do it anyway. And if I say no, they're going to curse me out. They're going to not. No one's changing. <laughs> so I don't even know why we asked. I don't know why bitches do that. Why do we ask people when we know what the answer is? We want someone to agree with us. <laughs> you know what? You know how to make the wrong decision? Ask a bunch of motherfuckers. That's how you make the wrong decision. You start asking I, I, people too many fucking questions. I wrote that in my book. Yeah? A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. There's, I say something like that. Oh, it's true. Um, yeah, so use our code GMBC if you want to be a triplet with us. 30% off, baby. She's like the official Good Moms wardrobe style. We wear a lot of her shit. Good thing you have famous friends. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Speaking of famous, I'm just joking, but I went to breakfast with my mom over the weekend. I looked like shit. I literally just rolled out of the bed. <coughs> Did we do something the other night? I had make oh maybe it was just our, our episode. Because you we went uh, where were we doing? I think we just recorded. Oh okay. I don't know, but anyway, did we go where I drank wine? I don't know. I went to um, Black House in North Hollywood. It's a black owned um, restaurant. It's cute. It's like brunch. It's the most black people I see in the valley at one time. <laughs> so the hostess is there, and she's like, "I'm with my mom." And like, "Do you have a reservation?" And I was like, "No." And the girl was like, "Are you from that podcast?" And I was like. <laughs> No, you are not. I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's a like, good mom's bad choices. I was like, mm-hmm. She's like, I saw your Dallas podcast movement. I love you guys. I was like, thank you. I hugged her. And when we sat down, my mom was like, <laughs> she, was so, she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got to sit you down and be famous. You know, so like in front of your mom, I'm like, you know. She was like, how does it feel? I was like, I don't know. But I was, I was, you know, it's kind of happy when you're with your mom and then she feels like you made it, even if there's, you know, just oh, one for person. sure. Oh, my God. When that happened with my mom, all the shit she talked about my show and then someone recognized me publicly, you couldn't wait for me to be like, um, <laughs> what'd you say? I just tried to act like nothing happened. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, and I was just, oh, that happens sometimes. Yeah, I just, you know, around the world sometimes. <laughs> you know, Mexico, London, Paris. <laughs> Spain. Yeah, just Disney like, World, you know, whatever. Just whatever. nothing crazy. Just Cali, Van Nuys Boulevard, Ventura, <laughs> Black House, Beverly Boulevard, Monica, at Sunset. school. I don't know. <laughs> just a few places. We're huge in Malaysia, but wait, do you know that? Like, I looked on our Instagram. We had a huge boost in Iran. This was th- like this is like a month ago, and I was like, "Why are we popping in Iran this week? What happened? Who? What Iranian influencer shared us?" I couldn't find it, and I was had to know. And then I was like, "Wow, the Did you internet. find it? No, the internet. Like, the internet is a crazy place." So, I'm- shout out to our Iranian listeners. Love you, <laughs> worldwide, baby. Uh, <laughs> we were so gay. Um, yeah, I felt pretty proud. So, shout. If you see me with my mom. Just please say hi. Specifically. <laughs> if you see us with our mom specifically, we have a point to prove. <laughs> we need to let them know we made the right choice. We still have to tell them five years later. And also if you see us with our kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom's kids, kids. definitely say hello to us. Make it a big deal. Like go crazy. And like we love it. Go for it. <laughs> I'll sign just, up. Just wink later. I'll know it's that I told you, but you know. 
Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. But it does feel cool. It does feel cool, especially out of state, to be like, you talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I do have a podcast. <laughs> you know about it? Crazy. <sighs> well, to more of that, I'm more so happy that you know that you've listened and that, like, hopefully you received something from it. Because sometimes that can be so fleeting. Like, it's one thing to, like, recognize someone that actually offers you no value to your life, right? But I would rather be recognized because you listened and you gained something from the conversation that was had. And more and times, that, and more, and that's, that's what and we that's get. That's what it always yeah. feels like. Yeah. And that feels even better than any sort of fucking, any sort of fame or accolade. Yeah, right, well, because we've, we've had an energetic exchange that is of some benefit to you. Yeah. You and know, I think that's how we felt like after our book came out and we did all that, that press tour. And it was like, this is like, this is like, I felt almost like a disservice, not a disservice, but like, you can't really get in there that fast. No, you it's really like, you need to like, hi, I, 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes here. I can't do shit in 30 seconds. I'll say everything in two minutes. And, okay. and Dan don't say bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it's like not generic, but a little bit. It's surface. It's it's a little too wrapped up, and you know the we point is not. we don't have an elevator pitch. It takes a long time to dig into us because we're not for everybody. There's a lot of layers. You may not like us at first, but if you dig a little, we're kind of smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> the last episode in the dining room. I'm gonna miss you. I will miss you. I'm grateful. Thank you. Held held us, carried us, and cultivated this thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of work in this dining room. This whole house, thank you. But I'm ready to leave. Let it go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for this new energy, baby, going to 2024. I'm just so excited for this next year. I feel like it is going to be... Uh, juicy but I feel like for me specifically I can only speak for myself I know that I'm going to be challenged I've been being challenged but I feel like I'm going in more energized more prepared um healthier lighter and um more even more self-aware like I'm I've learned so much this year in so many spaces especially in love and I I'm happy for that lesson. I'm happy to be able to integrate whatever it is that I needed to learn this year and the past year and make better choices, make good choices, be be more forgiving, be more, um, but not at the expense of my happiness and energy, you know? The balance. Yeah. And you can have compassion for somebody and forgive them and not, yeah, and also yeah. not, do not be in your space. And, um, and I also know wholeheartedly that when something, you know, transitions through your life, people, experiences, like, it only makes room for new. So I'm just kind of excited. I'm like, damn, life is so good. Like, you just constantly get to, like, re-experience more, the similar experiences with different people and different places and all the things but there's always a new twist on it. And that's why it's exciting. And you kind of, yes, you are, you're part of the story, but you don't really get to write your story. And that's the beauty of life because I think that's the narrative. People say, like, you write your own story. 
Kind of. But not really, and you kind of just got to let it be. You write, this is my theory, you do write your own story, and you can only write your own story if you are surrendered completely to yourself. Right. To who you are. And And in which case, and and that's... There's a power, you have, there's there's so much power in the letting go. And when you let go and you, you exist as you are, then you're like, oh, I'm being myself, and this feels good, even if it doesn't appease everyone, but that's how the universe responds, and so that's when you write your own story, when you are living in your 100% truth. Yeah, it's true. It's like what the world would be if everyone was untouched. Like, what would that be? Like, you'll never know, but the only thing you can know to actually have some sort of insight or answer to that is to just be yourself and not allow other people to tell you who you are. We resist that. And then it fucks up the story. Yeah. You resist that. that becomes their story. Then it becomes some other shit that was yeah. never intended to begin with. And you're fucking up. You're really fucking with God because God made you who you are to be who you are. And if you don't be who you are and you let some nigga tell you who you are and you don't wear that skirt and then everything goes downhill. Not living as God's child. You know? And this is our sermon. Welcome to the Good Moms. The sermon. only way to be God's child is if you be yourself. All of it. God made the full scope of you. Sexy, sexual, feminine, divine, seductive, nasty, kind, compassionate. Those are all qualities that you got from the from the divine source. Don't hide them. Don't let some man-made anything or man or Western society or programming tell you what is good and bad and who and how you should exist. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like you to refer to Second Jamila three eleven in the <laughs> New New Testament. <laughs> no, what is that shit called? The Oh, Revelations. Revelations. In the Revelations. Can you refer to Re- uh, Mila Revelations chapter two <laughs> verse? Seven. Oh my god what if we wrote the book and it had like the numbers on each oh, why don't we think of that so i could say that damn the book of revelations what is the other one that should have been where the where the those call out quotes were oh, bc well look out for our next one <laughs> he's got a genius idea oh my god oh wait so oh the, have, the, yes do you have the, an affirmation for today <clears throat> what is your last affirmation in this dining room I was going to say something cheesy. Um, So much. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Energy flows where attention goes. Energy flows, flows where attention goes. Okay. Like, what were you going to say? I already lost it. It's uh, high. Wait, what was I going to say? What are you looking for? Um, I had so many thoughts that ran through my Me head. Me too. I was saying a lot of things. I was things. like, be yourself. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> intuition. <laughs> I got a little violent in my head there for a second. And then I was like, no, follow your intuition. Or Fuck like, everybody else. <laughs> Fuck everybody's opinion of you. Say yes to the unknown. You know, always be authentic. Consistency. Authenticity is your superpower. Commitment to thyself. Yeah. Commitment to thy authentic self. Your pleasure is a priority. Your pleasure is a fucking priority. 
You'll pick one of those at some point. Yeah. It's Ari Orlando and everyone on the team that's going to have to decode that. <laughs> so what the fuck? Maybe make a slide. A bunch of <laughs> um, so we pulled the card, the high priestess. And the high priestess says intuition, sacred knowledge, divine feminine, the subconscious mind. Hmm. How fitting. While the magician is the guardian of the conscious mind and the tangible world, the high priestess is the guardian of the subconscious mind and the teacher of sacred knowledge and hidden mysteries. Sitting at the threshold of the conscious and subconscious mind, the high priestess has an innate ability to travel between these realms effortlessly. She teaches you that the world is not always as it seems, and more profound influences are often at play. She ushers you through the thin veil of awareness, offering you a deep intuitive understanding of the universe and a heightened awareness of secret or hidden information. High priestess signifies spiritual enlightenment, inner illumination, divine knowledge and wisdom. She knows up in your tarot card she knows she shows up in your tarot readings when the veil between you and the underworld is thin and you have the opportunity to access the knowledge deep within your soul. Now is the time to be still and go on seasons <laughs> so you can tune into your intuition. The answers you are seeking will come from within, from the deepest truth and knowing. Allow the high priestess to become your guide as you venture deep into your subconscious mind and access the inner wisdom. Mm. Insert spooky music here, mystical music. Um, yes. Connect your higher intuition. Connect your intuition to your higher self through meditation, mm -hmm. visualization. Okay, tantra, shamanic journeying, and being part of spiritual communities. Sounds like our retreat. Yeah, sounds like my life. Yep. <laughs> I've slowly, finally integrated my retreat life into my everyday life, my friend circle life, and it's a way of life. They're into it. They're in. I know we finally convinced. I, I feel like that. I do feel like this is the unlocking of the like millions of dollars. Mm. I feel like the spiritual work we do in union is the like that's the spiritual work that like manifests and pushes through those manifestations. And we've done a lot of spiritual work. So the last thing is to make all of our friends bitches. Yeah, got it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. We can do bitches love luxury LLC. Oh, good. I know. It's happening. Well, guys, if you want to be part of our witchy council. The High Witch Council. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you go and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts right the fuck now. Please leave a review if you've been listening forever. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more, make sure you go subscribe to our Patreon channel where we will be continuing as we always do anyway, putting bonus episodes up there. But even more so, you'll experience us in a different, even more juicy way in 2024. Um, so we live very juicy we lives. We are so juicy. We have very juicy lives. I'm wet and slippery. I had something to do all five weekends last week, <laughs> last month. Every weekend I was booked and busy. Juicy lives. Juicy. Join close friends. <laughs> um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Watch Erica. Although 
I don't know how long I'm going to be there for, guys. I've had a, like, a come-to-Jesus moment recently. I was like, do I need Instagram personally? Like, You're so – are you a Gemini? This bitch is like, I'm going to be an influencer – Two weeks later, I'm I'm leaving the internet. Oh, just I'm like time. You're gonna be an influencer, or are you gonna leave the internet? I can do both. <laughs> like I said, we can. Make, see, and see, I can be one person this week, see, and another person next. Seasonal week. influencer. Maybe your influence will be on the seasons too. I think my influence. I like will be that. Seasonal also. Maybe, yeah. 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 We're onto something here. I like that. Yeah. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. It would be the first seasonal influencers. <laughs> we need to coin that term, please. Guys. Don't take our shit. Seasonal influencers. We only do like ski trips. <laughs> summer vacations bathing suits it depends on what season we're in it but depends season yeah <laughs> seasonal influencer email us at nelly <laughs> i.e <laughs> oh, oh man all right y'all well i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your holiday season although you'll hear from us before that but just you know don't stress out too much don't put too much pressure on yourself Ease into 2024, reflect on where you're at in 2023, and, you know, honor that. I love you, friend. I love you, too. So much. I'm very grateful to be able to look at our friendship and see how far we've come. I know. I know you like the back of my fucking hand now. <laughs> if you have one friend I haven't heard of, I'm, I'm like, going to drive by this house and be like, that's where it all started. can't go inside. <laughs> Someone else is in there. Crazy. You can't go in. Our whole the, the merch studio. What the fuck? I am of ownership over this house. <laughs> 30 per, 20% ownership. We just, we just want to come by and see our studio. They're going to make it a museum. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is the room a good mom started it up. I'm going to bring my mom. And show so they made it's so crazy. They made my own house a museum because we're so famous now. You can Airbnb it. Stupid. Oh my God. That's retarded. Ways to try and impress your mom. You guys were kidding. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I love y'all. Love you. Bye. <laughs>